healer, be a guidance counselor. Lighten our loads, untie knots, give clarity and direction. Heal hurts that are broken and wounded. Put back together relationships that have been estranged. Do what only you can do. We are finite and limited, but you have all power. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Watch Chapel, we want all of our young people high school age to participate in our upcoming SAT, ACT prep class, April 1st and April 8th, respectively. The cost is $35 per person. You can register through the upcoming events webpage on our website by this upcoming Wednesday at 11, by 5 o'clock p.m. on this upcoming Wednesday. We'd also ask that our Watch Chapel missionaries are being a blessing to our Watch Chapel undergraduate students by sending a love gift. If you wish to receive one, please email your name and address to watchmissionaries at watchchapel.org. The deadline is tonight at 11.59 p.m. Yesterday, we kicked off our virtual small group Saturday an abbreviated survey of the Old Testament. We want you to join us on this journey that concludes on May 13th as we lift up significant time periods throughout the entirety of the Old Testament. The youth sessions begin at 10.15 a.m. On next Sunday, Palm Sunday, amen, Watch Chapel. We are relaunching multiple worship celebrations. To God be the glory. We will be here at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. We look forward to seeing you at either 8.30 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. beginning on next Sunday. Amen. We are looking forward to God doing great things, and we're looking forward to seeing your face in the place, not just virtually, but looking at seeing your face in the place, looking at seeing you in the pews. Amen. Now, saints, we've been everywhere. I know we are coming back to church. Praise be to God. I believe in you. Amen. Last Sunday in March, we want to acknowledge all of our March babies. All of our March babies. If you are born in the month of March, please stand. Amen. If you're sitting close to a March baby, give them a sanctified fist bump, a holy elbow. <clears throat> Amen. Tell them happy birthday. 
Amen. We want to acknowledge our March brides and grooms. If you jump the broom, brothers. Amen. Amen. Y'all give each other a hug. All right. Brug Cruz, let her go now. Extra tight, did they, bro? <laughs> amen, amen. Watch Chapel, I'm asking you to come out in large numbers this afternoon at 4 o'clock p.m. Watch Chapel is the host church for the Omega Psi Phi Fraternity 6th District Revival. Your pastor and my good friend who is no stranger to Watch Chapel, Pastor Darren Mitchell, of the Trinity AME Zion Church in Greensboro will be preaching together today at 4 o'clock p.m. We are preaching a tag team sermon. Amen. So we want you to come out at 4 o'clock p.m. Amen. For this district revival, invite folk you know who ain't saved. Amen. Don't have a church. Amen. Pews do more than party. Amen. AKA's got us beat this weekend anyway. Amen. I won't say nothing about that. They have us beat. I'd like for the following persons to come forward. Brother Rufus Ballantyne, Sister Terry Dunn, Brother Kerry Shorter, Brother Thomas Glenn. Come on down, please. Amen. Dr. Emma Mims, Deacon Eugene Weeks, come on down to the front, right in the middle, right in the middle. Bible says, honor those who have labored among you. These six men and women have labored faithfully as trustees, director of new disciples, church clerk. And all of them have since passed the baton to different people who are giving leadership to those respective areas of ministry, children and youth, our transportation ministry with Brother Glenn, chair and vice chair of our trustee ministry, Brother Shorter and Brother Rufus Ballantyne, and our church clerk, Dr. Emma Mims. And while they can appreciate the roses, we are going to give them flowers now.
have a token of appreciation to give to all of you. All of you have served faithfully. You have served ably. We would not be the church we are without you serving in the way you have served. So your pastor and your church family. Let me, I want to say this. Because unless you have really served in church, and I'm not talking about just coming to worship, but unless you've really served, you don't know what it entails, what it involves, and what it really means to serve. And we want to thank God for all of you for your faithful service. And we would not be the church we are without you. You have a plaque in your hand, but now I'm coming to give you some love in your hand as well. Let's give God a standing ovation again. Brother Carrie Shorter, Dr. Emma Mims, Deacon Eugene Weeks, Sister Terry Dunn, Brother Rufus Ballantyne, Brother Thomas Glenn, to God be the glory. We love you. We appreciate you. Amen. somebody if I challenge everybody who's been blessed by somebody to send a text message today, a phone call and say thank you. None of us would be where we are without God using some people to be a blessing to us. I wish I could say it the way I wanted to say it. I want to call your attention to the 17th chapter of the gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Still preaching in our sermon series through the lessons from Luke. Luke 17, 11 through 19. Physically able, please stand out of reverence for the reading of God's word. If you're with me, say amen. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, 
have mercy on us. He saw them. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? No one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner. And he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Amen.
17. Verse 15, the Bible says, One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, thanking God in a loud voice, threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the simple topic, be grateful. you just to look at yourself, talk to yourself, say, self, I have so much to be grateful for. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher us ears to hear, remove any and every distraction from our mind, spirit, so we might be thankful, appreciative, and grateful for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you will do. Bless now in the strong name of Jesus, anoint your servant. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Be grateful. God uses the unlikely. God does not always choose or use people places, things, and ideas that we would choose and use. You look across the span of Genesis to Revelation and church history, God has not always chosen, selected, or used people that in many cases we would choose or use. God does not always choose the MD, ED, JD, or PhD, but God sometimes uses the GED and the no D. God does not always choose the cosmopolitan, the modern, the urbane in the metroplex, but God chooses and uses backwater towns, the country, the rural, and places that we have never heard of to advance the kingdom of God. God does not always choose the prim, the proper, the pious, or the polished. God sometimes chooses and uses the ratchet, the scandalous, and the unseemly to accomplish God's purposes. God does not always choose dominance, power, or might, but sometimes God chooses 
grace, mercy, and love to accomplish the purposes of the kingdom of God. God chooses and uses the unlikely. According to this text, God once again is upsetting the proverbial apricot of our logic and rationality by choosing and using an unlikely person to teach us about gratitude. God could have chosen a teacher of the law, a Pharisee, a Sadducee, a upstanding Roman citizen. God could have chosen somebody who fit the bill, but God is choosing and using a despised Gentile Samaritan suffering from the debilitating, dreadful disease of leprosy to teach you and I about gratitude. While suffering from this dreadful, debilitating disease, this man and nine other lepers encounter Jesus while they are hoping for healing. Jesus is on his way towards Jerusalem for the final showdown that will result in his crucifixion. But as he makes his way towards Jerusalem, Jesus encounters these 10 lepers who are hoping for healing. Having heard about the miracle working power of Jesus, these 10 men have the gumption and audacity to ask for mercy. As lepers, their voices are fading fast. They can't muster up the gumption and energy by themselves. So they have to sing in almost a leper's choir. Have mercy on us. Don't just say it one time because they can't just get away with saying it one time. Have to say it multiple times. Jesus hears their request and Jesus does something that is unique and unorthodox. Jesus tells them, go show yourselves to the priest. He doesn't heal them instantaneously. The healing is not immediate or instantaneous, but the healing is gradual and requires faith. I have the power, but I want you to walk by faith. And as you walk by faith, you'll discover I can heal any way I want to heal. I can heal you by laying hands on you, but I can heal you as you walk by faith. And these men with nothing to lose, Dr. Johnson began to walk towards the local priest. And as they walk towards the priest, they discover they are being healed as they walk by faith. Let me pause for somebody right now. You are wondering why what you've prayed for has not happened yet. God is challenging you to walk by faith. 
You're wondering why you don't have the breakthrough. Walk by faith. You're wondering why the door has not yet been opened. Walk by faith. You're wondering why the prayer has not yet said, been affirmed. Walk by faith. You're wondering why you have not experienced the breakthrough you've been praying and fasting for. Walk by faith. As we walk by faith, God makes ways. God opens doors. God heals bodies. God renews and restores relationships as you walk by faith. These men are healed. Nine don't know their names, don't know their ethnic background, don't know anything about them, but they continue walking to the priest. One man discovers Samaritan that Jesus really does have power. This man can't keep on going as if nothing has happened. He turns around and goes back to thank Jesus for his healing. While the other nine continue to show themselves to the priest, this Samaritan man who has been healed goes back to say thank you. While the other nine have been healed like he's been healed, like the other nine have been delivered like he's been delivered, like the other nine have been transformed like he's been reformed, only the Samaritan returns to say thank you. This Samaritan watch chapel is so possessed by appreciation gratitude and thanksgiving that he has to do something different regardless of what everybody else is doing to go back and say thank you. And on this last Sunday of March, as we march towards Calvary, if you look back over your life like the Samaritan, realizing what God has done in you, with you, and through you, somebody ought to return to Jesus and say thank you with an attitude of gratitude. Can I preach this word? There ought to be somebody in the sanctuary, somebody online who realizes I ain't the same person I was. The Lord has done something new in my life. The Lord answered my prayer. The Lord made a way. The Lord allowed my enemies to be at bay. Consequently, I'm so overcome with gratitude, I can't keep on going. I got to stop. Turn back, come to church, and say thank you because I'm grateful. Can I preach this word? According to the text, this man returns to Jesus to express his gratitude for what the Lord has done for him. And like the Samaritan expressed his gratitude to God for what the Lord has done, we too ought to be so grateful and appreciative that we express our gratitude to God for what God has done in our lives. Yet if the truth be known, can I preach this watch chapel? 
We have a problem like the other nine have the problem of ingratitude. Oh, preach Pastor White. COVID-19 ain't the only pandemic. Monkeypox ain't the only pandemic. The flu and the virus ain't the only thing. Sometimes we got a problem and pandemic of ingratitude. If you look at the percentages, only one out of the ten comes back and says thank you. And maybe the problem with Christians is only one out of ten are willing to express our gratitude and thanksgiving to God. As good as God has been to many of us, can I preach this? We have a problem of ingratitude. We should be saying thank you to God, but we cussing and fussing about what we don't have. We should be expressing thanksgiving to God, but we complaining, grumbling, finding fault, whining, bemoaning, belly aching, murmuring, muttering, pointing fingers, talking about what ain't right, what we don't have, what God hadn't done, what he or she hadn't done, I declare and decree today ought to be the day where we bury ingratitude and become grateful and thankful for all. Be grateful. Why is this Samaritan, so grateful. The other nine get delivered, healed, set free. But this man develops an attitude of gratitude and is grateful for what Jesus has done. He's grateful, Watch Chapel, and we ought to be grateful, Watch Chapel, because he experiences the power of providence. As Christians, we don't live by accident or incident. We don't live by circumstance, nor do we live life as if things just happen. As Christians, we believe or ought to believe in the providence of Almighty God. The providence of Almighty God means that God is sovereign. God sits high and looks low. God has the whole world in God's hands. God, God is the architect, engineer, organizer of every event, circumstance that takes place in our lives. God does not author tragedy. Let me bless somebody. But God can use the bad stuff, the unfortunate stuff, the evil stuff for our good, our growth, and his glory. And God, look at the text, allows Jesus to show up where these ten men are at the right time, at the right place, so Jesus could be the gateway to their healing. Can I preach this? You ain't just where you are as a matter of circumstance or incident. You are where you are because God has you where you are for a reason, for a time, for a place, something beyond that you and I can comprehend right now. 
Can I preach this? Has anybody ever lived long enough to know it wasn't about you? Come on now, I'm preaching this to the real folk. Anybody live long enough to know that God had me where he had me for a reason? God had me in Raleigh, North Carolina, Wake County on March 26, 2023 because of the purposes of Almighty God. You don't get it. You don't comprehend it. But if you live long enough, you will look back and discover in your life God allowed certain doors to close so a door down the road would open. God allowed you to break up with man, man, and peaches so he could give you a holy woman and a righteous man. God allowed you not to get that job so you could get another job down the road. God allowed you to go to that school so he could connect you to this school and that institution. God is a God of providence. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Let me see if I can make it plain for somebody. The stuff that we thought was the worst thing in the world, God ended up working together for our good. Can I preach this in here? You cried some tears, but God worked it for your good. You, you experienced heartbreak. You experienced a pink slip, foreclosure, repossession. But if you keep on living, God who sits high worked stuff together. God arranged stuff. Can I preach this? God organized some stuff. God opened some doors, closed some doors to work together for our good. Come here, Paul. All things work together. I said all things. Divorce, separation, bankruptcy, heartbreak, breakdown, illness, work together. Leprosy for our good, for the calling of God. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. So God can get the glory. You and I could grow and work it together for our good. You look back over your life, you ought to thank God for providence. You ought to thank God for providence. Not just thanking God for providence. Jesus shows up right where this leprous man was. And had Jesus not showed up where he was, this man would have never been healed. Not just the power of providence, but he's grateful because his ask was affirmed. He's in the midst of other lepers. Jesus is a Jew. For those of us who understand the tenuous relationship between Jews and Samaritans, Jews and Samaritans do not get along. Jews see Samaritans as dirty half-breeds. Yet, this man says, Lord, have mercy on us. He doesn't know how God in Christ is going to do it. 
but he says, have mercy. And Jesus does not answer immediately or instantaneously, watch chapel, but he says, go show yourselves to the priest. Maybe this Samaritan is extra grateful because a Jew has answered the prayer of a Samaritan. I'm unworthy, but I'm going to ask anyhow. You don't like my kind of people, but I'm going to ask anyhow. You see me as a half-breed, but I'm going to ask anyhow. You look at me as inferior and substandard, but I'm going to ask anyhow. I'm talking about somebody who is an honest prayer and intercessor and petitioner to God. We don't deserve God to say yes. We've been sinning. We've been unworthy. We've gone astray. We've gone to the left, but we still ask, and God, can I preach this, sometimes says yes. Lord, have mercy. And look at what God did as he began to walk towards the priest. God had mercy on this Samaritan leper. I ain't walking fast because I got leprosy. But my, my legs are getting stronger. My lungs have the capacity, but my, my breath is getting stronger. My skin got blotches. Skin is now pretty chocolate. I'm, 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 I'm walking better. I'm, I'm stronger. God, he, he's answering my prayer. And somebody just ought to praise God and be grateful for answered prayer. Can I preach this to somebody in the room? who has sought God for a miracle and God said yes, sought God for healing and God said yes, sought God for an open door and God said yes, sought God on behalf of somebody else and God said yes. Do I have anybody in the sanctuary who can testify God is a prayer answering God? Let me preach this to the real folk. Your credit was bad, but God said yes. Your background check didn't clear, but God said yes. Knowing you was ratchet and unrighteous, but God said yes. We ought to thank God for saying yes. Man is healed. Man has experienced the power of providence. He's experienced an affirmative to his ass. Can't stop there. He's grateful. Yes, because of the power of providence. Grateful because of affirmation to his ask. But the man is grateful and thankful and rejoicing because God has the power to turn our trial into a testimony. 
going to my seat, watch chapel, but I need somebody who's ever been through a trial, who's ever been through a test, ever been through an unfortunate circumstance, ever been through a painful period, a tough season, a season where you cried from an endless fountain, a season where you didn't know how things were going to turn out, and you sought God. And now on the other side of what you've been through, you know that God has the power to turn a trial into a testimony. Do I have a witness on Sunday morning? Is anybody grateful? Is anybody thankful? Can anybody just praise God? Can anybody lift holy hands? Can anybody look back and say, thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah, bless his name because he turned your trial into a testimony. You were sick, but now he healed you. You were broke, but now you got money in your pocket. You were losing your mind, but he kept your mind in perfect peace. Your child was sick, but he healed your baby. Do I have a testimony? Anybody got a story? that he turned my trial into a testimony. Can I preach it here? Go on, tell your story. You hated what you went through, but you look back over, say, I wouldn't trade nothing for the journey because had I not been sick, I wouldn't know he's a healer. Had I not been crazy, I wouldn't know he can keep my mind. Had I not gone through I would know that he's a way maker. And now I got a testimony. He's a way maker. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's a healer. He's a redeemer. He's great. He's awesome. He's good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. When I look back over my life and think things over, I got a testimony that God's been good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. you to be grateful. I dare you to be grateful. If you're able, stand to your feet if you're able. My sister, my brother, you're here today because God has been good to you in some way, shape, or form. You are a living witness to the testimony, working power of Almighty God. If you're not saved, if you don't have a church home, I invite you right now, my sister, my brother, to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. You're here not by accident, but you're here because God led your path to watch chapel on this Lord's Day morning. Providence. 
you got the job you have because somebody introduced you to somebody because somebody else knew somebody. You got the husband or wife you have. You ask God and God's, you ask God for mercy and God gave you mercy. Sometimes that's, sometimes the prayer, if you don't know what to pray, just say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. How many of us have seen God turn a trial into a testimony? My sister, my brother, you need a church family. You need a church home. You're here. I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. Our associate ministers are in the aisle. You need a church family. You need a church home. You want to accept Jesus today. You're worshiping with us virtually. Go to the contact us tab. Scan. You can connect with us right now. Give your life to Christ. Go to the QR code on our website. My sister, my brother, I want you to take seriously this opportunity to accept Jesus and unite with Watch Chapel. Raise your hand wherever you are. I want to be a Christian. I want to accept Jesus as my Savior. I want to unite with Watch Chapel. Raise your hand, my sister. Raise your hand, my brother. Lord, I come right now praying for those who need a church home, those who need a Savior. Touch hearts, minds, and spirits. In Jesus' name, amen. Raise your hand, my sister. Raise your hand, my brother. Today is the day for you to accept Christ. Today is the day for you to unite with Watch Chapel. Is there one on this Lord's Day morning? I challenge somebody right now, this season in your life, I want you, this, this requires sanctified self-awareness. I got a gratitude problem. I want you to come to the altar. You ever hear yourself talking to yourself and ain't nothing right? I'm talking to the real folk now. You ever hear yourself talk to yourself? And you be like, doggone. If I look at my life from the outside, it ain't nothing right. The devil specializes in ingratitude. sister in Christ, I know very well, says the devil will make a fool out of you. Sometimes the devil will make us look at what we don't have. Or he'll make us look on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and you think somebody living their best life. Honey, they just post their highlights. They ain't posting their tears. They ain't posting their struggles. 
devil will make you look at what you don't have, what you used to have, what you used to could do, what you think you deserve. And you go to bed crying every night because you think you a nickel and not a dime. The devil's a liar. You more blessed than you realize. You got more going on than you think you do. There are more people that love you than are against you. More people that believe in you. Don't let the devil make a fool out of you. You know, walked away from something good based on a lie. Lord, I come in Jesus' name praying right now that we become the most grateful church on the planet. Infect us with gratitude. Infect us with thanksgiving. Renew our minds with the spirit of appreciation, gratitude, and thanksgiving. Teach us how to be grateful for everything that you've done, all that you're doing and all that you will do. Forgive us, God, for ingratitude. Forgive us for murmuring and muttering and complaining and bemoaning and belly aching and whining and grouching and grumbling. Forgive us, God, for not being grateful, for waking us, waking us up. Clothes, shoes, clean water, toothpaste, moat education. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for everything. Health insurance, pension plans, 401ks, retirement, mama, daddy, children, grandchildren. Teach us to be grateful. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tell yourself, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Saints, we are leaving. Thank you for being here this morning. We invite you to come back at 4 o'clock p.m. for our Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity 6th District Revival, 4 o'clock p.m. Watch Chapel. Don't forget next Sunday, 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Amen. So let me ask you to do this, amen. We, we're advertising it, amen. But I want you to call your friends, your cousins, the folk you ain't seen since the pandemic who used to come to church but who ain't been back yet and invite them next Sunday. Invite them the Sunday after, amen. Let's stand to our feet, follow the direction of our ushers. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, 
fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Follow the direction of our ushers.
Stop. 